Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You have to remember, it's the people calling themselves the government of Russia that have been doing whatever harm it is it has done. The people of any given country are, by and large peace-loving people who do not want to see war. The Ukrainian people don't want to see war. The Russian people don't want to see war. Most Americans don't want to don't want to see war and go to war. But the people calling themselves the state, this is what they thrive on. This is what they live for. Violence is what they do. And so people are so easily confused though. They they will I saw a story earlier this week on social media Someone said their friend has a kid in school who's part Russian. He's born in the United States, but, like, dad is from Russia. And so some kids on the playground, like, attacked this kid uh, the other day just because he's a quote-unquote wow. Russian. I mean, this is the kind of ignorance that, you you know, you expect from teenagers or whatever, or elementary schoolers, but it goes on at adult levels. And, and we're seeing it uh, expressed... By these corporations that feel that they have to make a statement and show how serious they are. They're against the Russian, you know, invasion. And so, therefore, they're going to punish who? The Russian people. So, if it's a .ru domain name, it's not... It's 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 They can take down maybe .all of .ru, like all of them, right? But they can't... But they can't take down specific .ru. Domains. But they wouldn't be able to do it based on a U.S. court saying, take down all the .rus. They, they, they that they be might able be to... able to do. Really? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, That's insane. Yeah, because because ICANN controls kind of the what's the what's at the root, uh-huh. and so they can they can basically they kind of hand they they kind of make the the decision of who controls the individual domain registry. So. You know, ultimately, so .ru, for example, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, .com or whoever, like they kind of control that. And so, like, for example, um, like when so, I hold on, I can makes the decision about who controls the root of ru.ru. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. company right, it is. Or right, something, right. Exactly. Or exactly. So, you know, they can they can I presume I'm pretty confident they can revoke that, but they don't have control over like specific domain names that are under the .ru domain. So but that company would yeah, something company .ru would, mm-hmm. would or company .com for example. Those are those are the domain names, and then .ru is it's it, well well, but I can is I can is an international organization, right? Now, U.S. used to have a large. Uh, didn't the U.S. used to have a huge role in it, though? Its some... history is a government uh, created entity really? uh, in the United States, and the U.S. government had had control over it. I was wondering how so many people um, how so many people signed up for this experimental injection so quickly, and they're probably going to jump on the let's start World War III bandwagon pretty soon too. Even though nobody mentions the poor Armenians who are still getting bombed by the Azerbaijanis, I guess they don't matter. But mm. um, but I was watching YouTube. There's a really interesting video by Austin McConnell called "The Best Selling Novel That Was a Total Hoax," and I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's called I Libertine, and it was made up by a radio host in the mid-1950s, like 1956. His name was Gene Shepard, and he said, you know what would be really funny, listeners? 
if you guys, because uh, everyone likes to pretend that they're so smart, if you guys went to the bookstore and one after another kept asking for this book called I Libertine, and he made up the whole backstory. It's by a guy named Frederick Ewing, and or Ewing, and he's from the 1600s or 1700s, and he's, uh, you know, just living living this libertine lifestyle, and um, and. So they did. So people started going there. And the bookstore, you know, at first the bookstores were like, we've never heard of this. It's not on the list. And then they started calling publishers and the publishers were like scrambling to find this thing. And then like professors started acting like they knew what they were talking about. Like, oh, yes, it's about time people discovered Ewing. And (laughs) and then it like spiraled out from there. It was like, oh, yes, I was having dinner with Frederick Ewing, which is impossible because he was supposed to be from the 1600s. That reminds me of the radio guy who started talking about aliens invading, and people started thinking it was a real news broadcast. War of the Worlds. Yeah, who's reading War of called. the Worlds. Uh, which, of course, is a real book by H.G. Yeah. Wells, if I recall correctly, made into a movie and a TV series in the 1980s, and I don't know how many times that movie's been remade. Re- but, yeah, it's definitely uh, been remade a bunch of times. A number of them. So we are talking about the, uh, the, the real potential War of the Worlds that uh, is possibly brewing hopefully it won't expand beyond where it currently is uh the conflict in ukraine between the gang of russia and the gang of ukraine and uh, recently the very same goon from ukraine uh, mikhailo fedorov who had requested that bitcoin exchanges take russian clients off their exchanges just basically freeze their accounts or ban them entirely and many exchanges have also said no uh, to that request the very same goon is uh, the quote-unquote prime minister or vice prime minister and minister of digital transformation whatever that means uh, he's the one who is requesting to ICANN, which is the internet corporation for assigned names and numbers to revoke uh, russian domain names such as dot ru uh, in a letter to ICANN, which is apparently based in california to quote revoke permanently or temporarily the Russian or the domain names dot ru dot p and then some Russian character and dot su. I just wanted to ask you, Chris, as uh, you know, the resident tech expert, if you will. You host your own uh, tech talk show, freedom oriented tech show. It's called Freedom Decrypted at freedomdecrypted.com. That's right. Uh, it's a weekly show. You can check him out on Saturday afternoon. You're going to do your show this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing it tomorrow, uh, Saturday. So you cover a lot of stuff uh, there in, in more, you know, greater tech detail than we're going to get into. Like, we don't go too far into the weeds on this show. Yeah, we definitely uh, go a little bit more into the weeds than this show. Yeah. Not too much more, but a little bit more for sure. So I, I just want to know, I, I know, for instance, that there have been, like, quote-unquote decentralized domain name system alternatives for the last decade there was something called yeah. namecoin which was an early cryptocurrency that uh that's actually decentralized as well as just an alternative domain that's name what system. i said de- decentralized yeah. domain name systems there's another one called unstoppable domains that does uh, like a, i forget what they're selling i forget what the dot extension is there but yeah each of these things I've looked into them to some extent. They always involve you have to get like a special browser plug-in and there's no real like simple plug-and-play solution for this stuff. It, yeah. <laughs> what what is is Tor the best option Honestly, right now? Honestly, if I was going to set up a website uh that was uncensorable, it would definitely be over Tor. Mm-hmm. So Tor isn't the dark web. <laughs> Tor is um 
Tor allows you to... Uh, That's the Onion router. You yeah, can route any kind of web service, or, or not just web, but any kind of protocol, right? The, yeah, effectively, the dark web is like kind of anything that you can't find using a normal search engine. So, mm-hmm. and certainly sites uh, that you access through Tor, uh, at least Onion sites, and that maybe you know, constitute that's the part of the dark web. web but that's like Tor itself is just an anonymization tool, sort Correct. of. So anyway, um, you can run other things over Tor, right? So we're talking about websites. Yeah. That's the dark web. But you can also run a Bitcoin client. Right. Exactly. Uh, you could run a chat client or whatever else. Yep. Um, but it gets a little more complicated and, to do that. Right. And there's also other uh, systems that are not Tor that are similar anonymous systems. So and that would also, you know, those would also be part of like the dark web. So anyway, I just just a little 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 nitpick there. That Let I me have. ask you this: uh, Eagle Die Flesh Curse in our D Live chat says Open NIC is still a thing. Just change your DNS, he says, but pretty much no adoption for it. Do you know what he's referring to? Yeah, Open I believe that's NIC? an alternative domain name system. Um, well, there's a bunch of those. Yeah, right? yeah, there are, and um, most of them have kind of failed or fizzled out or never really got any adoption. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of have to have, you know, you kind of have to have like people using it. They tried to censor Russian uh, .ru domain names. I can thankfully made the right decision to stay neutral on this issue and allow those domain names to continue. Uh, but now, tell me, Chris, what the next dirty step is here? Yeah. So the second largest, uh, I I don't want to call them a internet provider, um, but basically. There are companies out there, there's there's like seven or eight of them, that basically connect the world. Uh, How the, many? Seven, I think it's like seven or eight. Seven or eight, okay. Um, and they basically, they're, they're big companies, like AT&T, for example. Um, and it's, you know, you don't get service with, a, you know, your average person doesn't get service with, I mean, well, maybe they do with AT&T, but they don't, you've never heard of Cogen, right? So you don't get service. I've with, heard of them, but the well, average person hasn't. <laughs> your average person doesn't get service with Cogen, right? They get service with like Comcast yeah. or they get service with AT&T. Or they and get Comcast service. is buying from Cogent. Right, right, exactly. So, and, and it, it, so Comcast buys a huge pipe, basically, with a huge amount of bandwidth from Cogent, and then they resell that man with to their customers yeah. is it a of. literal pipe it's probably fiber optics would be my guess what do yeah. they usually use do you know yeah it's fiber optics yeah. um yeah basically uh yeah so basically what what happens is um there are you know your local service provider you know which are like the comcast and at and right. of the world and then there's these backbone providers that connect uh you know city to city so u.s firm cogent communications was cutting internet service to russian clients Cogent CEO David Schaefer said on Friday, Schaefer said some Russian clients had asked for extensions and that Cogent was trying to accommodate them, which is kind of funny considering they're also trying to cut them off. Cogent, which is based in Washington, is part of the network that allows data to flow through the guts of the Internet. It's the second largest carrier out of Russia, Schaefer said. A long list of companies of every stripe has stopped doing business with Russia in the wake of its invasion of Ukraine, which has left hundreds dead and sent spent, uh, sent more than one million refugees into neighboring countries. Russia calls its actions in Ukraine a special operation. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. Schaefer said Cogent took the steps at least partially because the company did not want to be used for outbound cyber attacks or disinformation. Ridiculous. Which which I think is, 
absolutely all of a sudden insane. now they're concerned about that yeah and, are and, they cyber attacking russians doing this here's the thing here's the thing that people have to remember first of all cogent is a backbone provider they're not like yeah. like <laughs> you they, they don't filter con- the content right they're not the guys who are doing the filtering generally speaking they're the guys who are providing connectivity to other isps and those if, if somebody's gonna be censoring something or cutting something off it's gonna be the local isp mm-hmm. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin... Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. A few hundred people are preparing to get together this weekend in Manchester, New Hampshire at a sold-out Liberty Forum event, which I believe may be the first time since Ron Paul spoke in like 2009 or 2008. I forget exactly what year. It was one of those years. I uh, I am absolutely shocked at the size of Liberty Forum this year. Yeah, because it was down like there just a couple years ago. It was really hurting. The as far last as time I went, I think there weren't more than 100 people. Yeah, it uh, it had a real dip um, right before the COVID thing, yeah. and then now people actually are really serious about migrating for liberty, migrating for more freedom. That's why the Porcupine Freedom Festival sold out for the first time ever last year, and I believe this is the first sellout in many, many years for the Liberty Forum event uh, yeah, this year. Yeah, so. and I don't know with certainty, but... Is this, do you guys know for sure, is this the largest Liberty Forum uh, that they've had? Because no, the number of people is a lot more than I have ever recalled. Because I think when I went at like what I thought, what, well, I don't know if it was at a height, but I think it was like maybe 200 or 250 or something like that. This maybe? is 350 uh, this year is the number of adult tickets that have been sold. There's more like child's tickets. Or right, whatever right, right. So let's call it 400. So I've been hearing there's uh, people from Crimea busting into Ukraine in support of the Russians. Um, so are they soldiers in helping out the Russians? Or what the, What they're saying here is that it's just staged. They're just rounding up people pretending to be in support of the Russians. So I wonder how true Who's is rounding that? up what? people sorry i'm not clear on what well, you're saying okay what they're saying is that well the the news that i'm getting here is that they want to show that there's people from crimea that, that are in support of the russians and they're mm-hmm. being bust into ukraine I, and then obviously why would they do that why I mean, didn't crimea already leave ukraine to join the russians Maybe I'm no. What she's saying kind of makes sense. Is, is it would be Russian propaganda, probably. Well, I just can't find any about anything about it while googling. I t- googled Crimea people yeah, supporting Russians on the radio news. So you know, again, you know, as far as propaganda goes, it depends on who twists it and how they twist it to whether whatever their advantage. So what you what, okay, Crimea? I so they did join. Russia, uh, is that what happens? So obviously they are um, 
like communist uh, uh, Russians, no wonder they're being bust in. And, and I'm wondering if they're like soldiers from uh, Belarus. They've been shutting down independent media outlets in Russia for, a for long time. years and years and years now. So, But the uh, the response from the people that were running the radio station and the TV station that are being targeted is they intend to sue. So they're not responding from inside a jail cell. If if charges are coming, we haven't heard anything and about they said that the, yet. The, um, it goes against their Russian constitution. That's what they said. What yeah. the Russians are doing. So they um, said I that it's question. illegal to shut down their radio stations. I have a question for Sarah. Oh, she's still here. Go ahead. Yes. Um, what yes. do you think about the Russians who are standing up and going to jail because they're against the war and uh, saying that they don't want to go to war with... Ukraine, what do you think about that since you think that the Russians are all secret communists who want to take over Ukraine? You know, but uh, why do you guys, okay, those people, I think that the soldier that called in, he said all of the Russians, I don't agree with that. There's some, maybe yeah. 3 to 5%. And then he, they are operating a selfish selfish interest. They probably are capitalists. Do you think that all people uh, who are anti-war are selfish? No, but in that predicament, but my view is they are selfish, like that soldier said. They You're pro-war, right? You like it when people go and die. Capitalist. For... You're selfish because you don't want to kill people. You're pro-war, right? Take over a country. Sarah, wouldn't that describe no. you accurately? Pro-war. Well, if they're fighting for welfare, disability, and free health care, they never okay said they were doing security, that. It's justified war. Yeah, and I'm calling you from the uh, stop the war sign-making party mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs where I'm visiting, and uh, a, a lady has just sung a beautiful song into my camera, and I guess she's all out of she's all out of singing, and she doesn't want to sing anymore. I was going to have her sing for you. Oh, so there's actually <laughs> so sing, people sing, in the United was, States that are still against wars? That's nice to know. Yeah, but she was she was singing a Ukrainian song. I think, well, I think she was in Russian. Oh. Uh, I, guess was, I don't know. Where no, are you right now? Are you in Denver? No, I'm visiting Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Okay, that's not as large uh, of a town. How well attended is this uh, anti-war event? Well, we're just making signs right now for tomorrow's event. There's oh. There's you know, about five, five of us here making signs. I see. Is and it going is... to be like downtown Colorado Springs? Uh, Yeah. We're, we're, we're Right now we're in South Colorado Springs, and the protest is in downtown Colorado Springs. Nice. So these are people yeah. who are not all whipped up into a frenzy like it seems like a large amount of Americans are that uh, want to see war with Russia. They want to, you know, cheer on the conflict uh, in Ukraine. These people are against the war. Well, it's, it's similar to the kind of talk you would have heard if you visited Bosnia during the war there. Uh, people want to stop the Russians. Uh, there is obviously... Too many people are being infected with the idea of bombing Russia, which is, uh, I mean, obviously, we need to stop the war in Ukraine, but we need to do that and have a world after that to repair Ukraine. You can call this into question, obviously, because it's coming out of Russia, but at least according to two Russian pollsters, now, they may be biased towards the Russian government, right? Keep that in mind. But remember, Sarah said 3 to 5% of the Russian people are against the conflict in Ukraine. According to the Russian pollsters themselves, it's more like one-third of Russians that are against the, uh, the conflict. You know, I have to say, I've, I've uh, watched some content from Russia, and I've also some, watched some content from, like, the BBC. And, and I'm actually, uh, you know, and actually some of the content predates this war. 
um, but was like really recent, like 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I was actually surprised at like how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was like, I don't want to say it was honest, but it was like, it was more truthful than you would have expected given the current circumstance. Like they were talking about how part of Russia, you know, like the people did actually uh, support Russia and like how, you know, um, it, it, and it's because we, we look at like the parts of Russia, like Crimea and, and uh, Eastern um, Ukraine, or I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Crimea and Eastern Ukraine. Um, they are very much pro Russian in those areas. Yes. Um, even if the reason that even if it wasn't them who rose up, it was still something that was supported, I guess, by the people in those regions. We keep hearing a lot of stories coming out of Winchester, New Hampshire, where they've had a, within the last year, what is it, three, four, maybe five different police officers were fired. Really? Uh, they had a hearing, I think last week, and the Winchester Select Board was divided two-on-two on whether to fire the lieutenant in Winchester. Apparently, there was some issues that he had with someone. Uh-oh. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But, uh, yeah, it's like this new chief of police that's coming to town. It's, he's just gung-ho on fire, you know, firing these guys. Apparently, he must have stumbled onto something. Yeah, that's a good question. I I gotta say I have not been paying attention to local corrupt cops news re- just recently. I mean, I've got my hands full of uh, other things to do. Uh, we know the the so called Lori list came out. You actually called about that, Rob, when that was released. That is a list of corrupt cops uh, across all of New Hampshire, but it's just a just a scratch of the surface. Those yeah. are the only, those are only the the corrupt cops that have made it onto the I, list. I'd like to think these guys were fired because they were bad. Co- I mean, they're all bad cops, but. I would like to think they were particularly bad cops that were fired for that reason, but I have to wonder if it's not just consolid- somebody trying to consolidate power. When you see a government gang saying, oh, whoa, 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 you people shouldn't be able to read what they say. Mm. Others. The, yeah, those RT people, those Russia Today people, oh, Russian government, they're all li- they're lying to you. The lies are so dangerous, we can't even allow you to read them. Is what's going on. Europe, uh, the European Union, I don't know, was it last week now, early this week? I think it was Monday or something like that. They announced they were going to be banning RT, the Russian propaganda ministry, from uh, Europe, basically. Any kind of television system. Any, I don't know if they've banned the website. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing I was wondering about that. Because, because banning it, like the TV channel, might be one thing. But mm-hmm. how are they going to ban... If they're talking about banning the website, do does every uh, European Union country have a have a blocking system? Blocking, yeah, a censorship system already in place. I know That's a lot a good of them question. Do, well, remember, but I wasn't under, I wasn't aware that they all had one earlier. Maybe, maybe like 2019. Um, there was all this news about some law that the EU wanted to pass, and I honestly don't know if they did pass it or not. That would make some kind of memes illegal. Like people were calling it like. The EU is going to ban memes. Was that something, thir- wow. t- Article 13? 
If you're on a VPN in Europe or you're in Europe, you yep. cannot go to the Keen Sentinel's I, website. Wow. I remember I remember when I was traveling, I, I went to, uh, I was in Brussels, I believe, and a few other European countries. But anyway, a couple of years ago, um, just after that passed, basically, and I remember encountering, uh, a, like, repeatedly on, like, a three-day trip, all these different websites that were blocked that I couldn't access. And the reason that happened, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong on this, the reason these companies in the United States, because previously you could go to those sites, right, but after GDPR, you no longer could access it. And the idea was they probably just didn't know if they could comply with the GDPR or didn't want to try to jump through all the stupid GDPR hoops. So they just said, yeah, we'll just block Europe. That's exactly what happened. Um, and it, it's it's interesting. Here Here's, here's the why people why people should be so concerned about this type of legislation right as a small business as, as like even and and I'm not even talking about like like a small company like I'm talking about a company with lots of like maybe hundreds of employee, employees even right mm-hmm. if you're focused if your market is New Hampshire or Keene New Hampshire or you know in New York City even right um you you don't necessarily operate in Europe, so you have no uh, interest in necessarily catering to that market, right. and so you're not going to hire lawyers in Europe to find out whether or not you're compliant. You're just going to block Europe in order to, to uh, protect yourself. I just went through a, a border patrol checkpoint down here. I'm a truck driver, so oh. I just uh, I left the, the Mexico border earlier today. I'm making my way back north. Is this and, an uh, internal uh, border patrol checkpoint or the uh, the border border patrol checkpoint? It's one of the internal ones. Mm-hmm. All right. Ooh. Yeah, so I, I pulled up to one of those about 10 minutes ago, and, uh, you know, they got the dog. The dog walks around, checks all the cars, checks all the trucks, and two cars in front of me, it started barking its head off. So oh, uh, I had to pull over to the side, you know, and I'm watching. I'm pulling forward now, and I'm watching them pull over to the side, and, uh, you know, a group of I don't know what you call them, cops, police officers. I don't know. I'm sure you all have some better names. Thugs. For them, but they walked. Out. There you go, thugs. Well, they, there's a I, I, somewhere between six and ten. I didn't count them, but it was more than five. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, they they come strutting out of the building, surrounded the. There's enough of them to at least surround the little car, the little <laughs> Mini Cooper. Scary. And uh, they got you know the passenger out, started patting him down right away, and and uh, I just felt bad, man. And, you know, I, like I was driving past him as he was getting patted down, and he just. He looked a heartbroken in his eyes, you know, like he couldn't believe it was happening. You know, I just felt bad that he was having to go through that. And some little girl, they had to be in their young twenties, you know, got mm. out of the driver's seat and was walking, you know, just stepping out of the vehicle when I was out driving past. Wow. But I know some of y'all have probably been in some similar situations, and I just happened to witness it firsthand tonight. So I thought I'd call in and share it with you guys. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast. Listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.